get I rap like no one out there can fuck with me. My life is what you give and come break the hip hop song. I rap like no one out there can fuck with me. I'll fuck around, Dunny. I rap like no one out there can fuck with me. My life is what you give and come break the hip hop song. I rap like no one out there can fuck with me. Let's go. to be the kind of MC. Got my money ready in the ground for a king when I reach the stage. Words of miracles, walking water to beat the flame. Life is full of all right. shit like a thing. Welcome to the episode of Hashtag All Podcasts Mattered. Haven't done an interview for a while, but um, about to change that now. Today, um, sitting here with a good friend of mine I met about a month ago in Oakland at the AU Lounge. Uh, what up, Unlearn the World? How you doing? Salute. What's going on, bro? I'm chilling, you know, living the good life, grinding like a pepper mill. Nice. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was that was an interesting night. I had we went to see uh, Mega Ran. That was a dope experience, and yes. and uh, a bunch of other great independent hip hop artists, courtesy of a friend of mine, Ao Lyrical. Um, nice. How'd you how'd you get your name on the world? Unlearn the world. That's an interesting name. Um, it's 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 the culmination of a lot of uh, evolving things. So. When I was younger, I went by the rap name Unorthodox. I was way too complicated and uh, underground for that to be like mainstream acceptable. So I shortened it to Un. Like that was just Un, right? So then, like years ago, this is like, you know, I'm dating myself. This is like probably 15 years ago more. Um, I realized, like, you know, I want some, I want a name that stands for something. I want, you know, Un is kind of ambiguous. It doesn't really mean anything. There were a lot of Uns in the time during, in, in New York, you know. Um, so I'm watching I'm watching the movie Higher Learning. And at the end of the movie, in bright red letters, it says Unlearned. And I was like, that's it. That's, that's what I'm going to go by. So from that point forward, when I released my first digital mixtape online, I went by the name Unlearned. And then from that point forward, like, I was, I was like, uh, you know, um... I still want my name to mean something. Unlearned is kind of like, I don't know, pretentious in a sense. It's like, what are, what are you trying to say? Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah I got you. Older and kind of matured and, and, and kind of refined my thinking about things, I was like, you know what? Unlearn the world because that's, that's my mission. So, it's really like my man Slice says, like, he goes, it's more of a mission statement than a name. You know, it's like a constant reminder to me of what I'm doing and what I'm supposed to be doing with my music and everything else that I do. It's, it's to, refine my desires and to to break myself from the conditioning that I've been placed under in this kind of society that we live in. You know what I mean? And I do that by sharing my experience of of, of going through life with the hopes that it, it calls other people to be inspired and bring wakes up their humanity. So that's that's where I'm at with it. That's kind of the gist I got from listening to your music, which I've been listening to for the past like ninety minutes or so. Oh. Uh, do you have any back do you have any background in like activism? Um, somewhat, yeah, I mean, I became politically active when I went to college, like, I was just, you know, I, I read a lot of books, and I mean, I, I've always been into books, because I started because I wanted to find words, really cool words, to rhyme, like, I came up in the golden era of hip-hop, where lyrics were everything, right, so if you had dope words in your lyrics, and your wordplay, you was the man, so I used to read a lot of books in order to do that, I spent summers looking at rhyming dictionaries, and reading the actual dictionary, and all that, and then it got to a point where, like, you can't not read books without some of that information kind of, like, having an effect on you. So it, 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 got, it got to me. You know what I'm saying? Reading books on spirituality, religion, uh, politics, and all of that, it got to me. And um, that was kind of the hype I was on. And then when I got to college, you go to these classes and you read more books and you become 
awakened in a sense, you know, and I became like, I studied Che Guevara and I studied a lot of different things about political issues. And I said, I started becoming political act, politically active um, around the time of the first intifada in, in Palestine. So I was ah, going, okay. I, okay. Yeah. I was going to a lot of those uh, protests and, you know, post nine 11, uh, you know, a lot of protests and a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, volunteering and all of that like so that's that's kind of like my foyer into political activism and organizing and all of that and then with my music i always try to be an activist with my music in one way or another you know what i'm saying putting people on to different things historically or politically or religiously whatever the case is and um you know as i've, I've gotten older i've done a lot of volunteer work and a lot of protest and marching and all of that <laughs> what's your what's your origin story how did you get into rapping and at what point did you decide, oh, you know what? I'm actually pretty good at this. Uh, I think I might pursue it as a career. Well, it, it, it's it's crazy. Um, I mean, hip-hop, I come from... I, I, I always say I'm hip-hop in the flesh. That's kind of like my tagline. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because I grew up, and it was the culture. It wasn't anything that I looked at from an, uh, from an objective standpoint and said, okay, I want to jump into this. It was like that. You grew up with that. Like, my brother... My brothers, plural, like they all broke, they all break danced or did graffiti or something to that effect, you know, and you kind of just, you, it's kind of second nature from where I'm from, right? And then my, my cousin was a DJ and, you know, he's spinning and I, we always freestyled and kind of just said things off the top of the head and all of that stuff. And then I was just like, you know, let me, let me try rapping. And then I heard, the, I heard the Nas Elmatic album and then. It was the world is yours, actually. And then that's kind of like a, a sidebar is like part of the reason I wanted to make my name unlearn the world is because my favorite song and the song that got me into rapping was the world is yours. So it's one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite songs. It's the last word from my favorite movie and the first two words from my favorite song, unlearn the world. So when Nas in that song, the world is yours, says right in my book of rhymes or the words past the margin. The next day I bought a rhyme book, like I bought a notebook hella graffiti on it like it just it was like a, a mead composition notebook but it had like a graffiti kind of front on it and that's that's what i used to write and that was that was my rhyme book and that was like i was probably 12 or 13 years old at the time and i just went to town with a tomahawk after that and um it took years like like two or three years to get to a point where i was like okay i'm, I'm really starting to put words together i'm going into ciphers and people are giving me props and i'm like okay this is really dope and then i started battle it and then that from there on i was like okay this is this is what i'm good at <laughs> you know you kind of hit like you get that like actors say you you get that bug um of being on stage i got that bug of performing i got that bug of putting words together and and being able to convey my point very articulately so that's where it started you know what i mean like i'm we're, we're talking about maybe 93 94 just as a kid you know listening to, to hip hop and loving it and talking about it with my brother and rapping over instrumentals and doing the whole bit. And, and, and it just kind of evol evolves from there. And then I did my first demo when I was about 15 years old, I gave it to my brother who in turn gave it to a frat brother of his who happened to work for a record label. And he started getting me like in the mix and started interning for different record labels, loud records, bad boy, um, I was just kind of like on the scene in, the, in terms of the industry, thinking I'm, I'm getting a deal, but I'm too young. So nobody's really trying to give me a deal. Um, but I learned a lot, you know, and I, I just I came up in that whole era. And it just it really it really uh, helped me to, to hone my craft as an artist. 
Oh, okay. That's dope. Uh, that's interesting. Did you grow up out here? Because Nas is my favorite rapper, too, but I'm also from the Bay Area. Uh, did you grow up out here? No, no. I was born and raised in New York. Ah, okay. Washington, okay. Yeah, Washington Heights, Manhattan. So, that, you know, yeah, I, I didn't move out to the Bay until about maybe 12, 13 years ago. What, what brought you out here to the best coast? Uh, <laughs> shade. That was, that was quick shade right there. Nah, um, like any person, um, the, the only reason you would leave where you were born and where all your friends are is for a woman. So that's that's exactly what I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's, you know, my life wasn't going right and she was making it better. So I said, I'm, I'm, I'm switching coast. Yeah, Fuck I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Uh, I've been following you on the gram uh, for about a month now, and it seems like you're doing a lot of interesting things. Uh, what, what, el- what else are you working on? Um, I got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I, I, I do. I, I produce. So um, I work. Yeah, with, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I work with a nonprofit organization by the name of Today's Future Sound, and they are based out of Oakland. And what we do is we um, we go to public schools in the inner city in the Bay Area and worldwide, and we try to empower the youth by teaching them production, beat making, the history of DJing, the history of hip-hop culture, and, um, you know, give them a creative space and a creative outlet to express themselves via, you know, making beats, songwriting, rapping, all of the, uh, everything uh, under the sun that, that uh, evolves around uh, or involves digital music production, you know? So we've, I've been blessed to... Um, be able to work with this organization. Shout out to Philip Drummond, who's the director of our organization. I've known him for years, and I've, I was volunteering for a while, and then I became a staff member last year, and it's been it's been a good run, you know. And then in addition to that, I'm trying to put together different events here and there. Um, actually, in two weeks, I'm going to be in Chicago, uh, putting together our art exhibit and speaking with a friend of mine, Steph Reed. He's an awesome singer songwriter out of New York, and um, He's been putting together these events by the name of Frontline Exhibition, and they are um, art exhibitions that speak to kind of like the Black Lives Matter movement, institutionalized racism, social injustice. Um, so he creates a space and a platform whereby artists, activists, and educators can come together in the, in the spirit of community and kind of speak to the larger issues. So now we're taking that model that he was successful with in New York, and we're bringing it to Chicago, and we're going to have a lot of artists, activists out there doing a panel discussion that I will be moderating in addition to performing um, a lot of interactive artwork as well as um, art from a lot of local artists in the area. So I'm very excited about that. Um, Just running around trying to save the world and look cool doing it, man. (laughs) Damn straight. You're wearing a lot of hats out there. That's pretty dope. Uh, I heard a lot of references to movies in your your music as well, and and which you made also during this interview. are you were you inspired by a lot of movies? A lot of movies growing up. Uh, you mentioned yeah. high learning earlier. I, ma- yeah, I imagine you're like I, like Ice Cube in high learning out there in these streets. Yeah, I mean, I, I joke all the time. I say my parents ain't shit. They just put me in front of a TV, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So I TV really raised me. Like HBO was like my my babysitter. You know what I'm saying. So like I grew up just watching movies and like. That I always I always liken it to this show that was on HBO called Dream On, where the kid literally grew up in front of television, and all his cultural and societal references were from 1950s television. So in the show, every time somebody talks to him in real life, he will snap back into some 
you know, off the cuff remark that some television character made when he was a kid. And that's kind of like the way my brain works. Like I have my frames of references come a lot, are, are often from movies, you know what I mean? And um, I studied film in high school. I studied film in college. I'm a movie fanatic. I don't watch television. So it's always Netflix and chill for me. That's kind of like, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, I, I mean, I study film. I love film. I love character development. I love directing and, and the different feels and looks and the experience of going to the movies and smelling popcorn, even though I don't eat it, watching trailers. I'm a nerd with it when, when, when it comes to that stuff. So yeah, film and movies are are kind of like a big thing for me, you know? (laughs) Okay. That's good. I'm all about that life too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything exciting that you're watching now? Uh, we talk. Uh, we, talk we talk a lot about movies on this show, and we get yeah, yeah. We're, I'm, all, I'm, we're all, all about that nerd life. I'm yeah. I'm excited to see the Independence Day joint. I'm, I'm I'm fit to see that like tomorrow, the next day. I'm I'm really excited about that. Yeah, ID four too. Yeah, I'm really excited about the Purge. There's this one movie with Colin Farrell where if he doesn't fall in love with somebody in like two weeks, he turns into an animal. That looks crazy. Um. But in terms of films that I've recently seen, I haven't really seen much. I've been like so on the grind, like I haven't really been able to sit down and oh, actually somebody put me onto the movie Some Like It Hot, that Marilyn Monroe movie. Oh yeah, 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 I seen that. Yeah, yeah, that was surprisingly good. I mean, it has uh, Jack, I forget his name, his last name. Um, You're talking about that black and white one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but it was yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. It was like you know, 1950s good old Hollywood, man. And, you know, I just went to LA and I, you kind of like put the two together, like, oh, this is a completely different animal out here. It's, it, it's a different environment. It's like, you know, the stuff that dreams are made of, so to speak, you know, but uh, yeah, that was like the last film I really paid attention to. Uh, you know, I heard you made a reference to, uh, to Breaking Bad on one of your songs recently and everybody picks, uh, like pitch Breaking Bad and The Wire together as, mm-hmm. as, as one of the other, one of those two shows is your, is your favorite. Which one are you picking? Oh, <laughs> oh man. Um, it's not as cut and dry as which one's better. Do I have to choose? I gotta choose. You gotta choose. Oh man, like you can, uh, you, you can only pick one. That's it. Lines are drawn in the sand. I'm I'm going with I'm going with the wire. What? Yeah, I'm going with the wire only because. Uh, there was the character development mainly you got to you got to peer into the lives of several different characters over the co- course of several different seasons um and you see how it all ties together like that's it's part of the reason why the movie traffic was so um critically acclaimed or the movie crash was so critically acclaimed they they show you the parallels and the overlaps of people's lives right so you get the lives of drug dealers you get the, the lives of the kids that live around the drug dealers. You get the lives of the cops. You get the lives of the politicians. You get all these different, seemingly different and 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 compartmentalized circles of life in this big city. And you see how they all interweave with each other. And I found that that was so crafty and and intricate about it. And the writing is amazing. And it was very genuine and, and down down to earth. Um, not to say that Breaking Bad doesn't have its shit. I mean, Breaking Bad is 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 one of the more uh, phenomenal TV shows in recent TV history. But I'm going with The Wire just for just for the character development. Uh, excellent, excellent choice, and I definitely agree. When you come at the king, you best not miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm still a big fan of Cheerios. 
Yeah. That's, <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, and then while we're at it, I love the fact that every show they gave a quote from that episode in the beginning. Like, yeah, that was, yeah. That was, was dope. so, like, that was so dope. So, yeah, The Wire. Um, now, if you haven't heard a chance to listen to the show, this is the part where I usually ask a bunch of nonsensical questions. Okay. Uh, but I think that's very important. Like, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Woo! Raphael. Is he is he the one who you uh, like identify with the most? Yes. Leonardo was the one I wanted to be. Raphael was who I was. <laughs> I like, wanted I wanted to be Leonardo, but I was I, I wasn't that level headed. Like Raphael was like a zero to on it. And at the time I was watching Ninja Turtles, I was all about that life. I was all about like ask no questions. I'm upside your head. Like that was it. So yeah, <laughs> Raphael. <laughs> uh, I was in the martial arts, so I had size. I literally had. I, oh, I, okay, okay. It'll make, it'll make sense now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what would you be doing if you weren't about this music life? Uh shit. <laughs> um, I'd probably be an entrepreneur. I'd probably be like in a tech world or something. I'd probably be a lot richer than I am now, to be honest. With you. <laughs> to, be, to keep it one hundred, I'd completely sell out, and I'd be on. I'd be on some other shit right now. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the synergy and changing paradigms. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, you know what I'm saying. But the music keeps calling me. So, <laughs> hey man, you gotta chase that dream. Word, word. We only, you know we only got one. We only got one life to live. So I mean, might as well do what makes you happy. Siri, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a it's a tag for me. It's like the purpose driven life. Like, that's really what I'm about right now in my life. Like, you know, I spent a lot of years kind of suppressing my desires and my personalities in order to accommodate other people and kind of talking myself into, oh, I got to be responsible. I got to be this. I got to be that. And I'm really trying to define myself based on what others see in me as opposed to what I want. And then I, I had the, the 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 blessing and the privilege to go to Cuba two years ago. And that kind of reawakened my humanity. That kind of reawakened the artist in me. And I was just like, you know what? This is who I am. This is what I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to be an activist, an artist, an educator. And I'm blessed to say that two years after that realization, I'm, a, I'm an activist, an artist, and an educator full time. I don't do anything as a moonlighting gig. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, you know, it's not, it's not a side hustle. It's, this is what I do. And I'm, 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 I'm really honored to be in that position to to live a life of purpose, to live a life that I'm happy with, that I'm that I'm prideful of, and um, everything else is whatever. <laughs> no, actually, I'm glad that you brought that up. Uh, I always feel like there's this weird societal pressure for uh, creatives to kind of give up and live and live a quote unquote no- normal life and get a cubicle. Uh, did you get a lot of pushback from people in your life when when you said, "Oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pursue a creative career." Everybody. <laughs> Everybody, right? Everybody. Because, I mean, well, not everybody, but, like, the two people who were, like, the most important in, in my life, my boss and my, my wife at the time. Like, those were the two people who I saw every single day. Those are the people who relied on me the most. And when you start to withdraw from that life that they are they're, they're dependent on you, right? And and I felt like I was being, I, I was being overly dependent upon. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and it, it just, it's too much... Not that it's too much pressure, but it, it's the entire existence ran contrary to who I was. And I was like, how long, it can, how long can I feasibly do this? Am I going to be another, you know what I'm saying, 50-year-old person who's in a cubicle and all I'm going to get is a gold watch and a kick on the ass out the door? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's my legacy in life? Like that's, 
that you know what I'm saying. And I it, it got to a point where I was in my cubicle and I would have all these post-it notes to remind me of shit. Like, you know, the average person on earth lives on two dollars a day. Like it would remind me on that. So anytime I was broke, I looked at that and I was like, you know what? It's okay. You know, or this is this is you're not fighting war. This is just work. <laughs> like these were like little things I would have to tell myself in order to exist through the day because all, all you know, the, the turmoil that I was feeling is that the life, the matter of fact life that I was living was running contrary to my purpose and my humanity. And once I came to that conclusion, I could no longer accept that life, even though other people in my life rely on me being that way. They relied on me being, you know, the, 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 the Clark Kent with the glasses on. They relied on me being the man in the white hat. And I said, you know what? That's not me. I'm, I want to be in the booth. I'm Superman. And I, I want to be Superman. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to be expressive. And I'm going to start asserting my personality. And, you know, if there's anybody out there listening when, who's on the fence about asserting who you are as a person, start doing that and start seeing how many, how many people start acting funny style. And those are the people you don't need in your life anymore. You're damn you know right. You're damn right. Sometimes you got to flip tables over and chase your dreams. That's exactly. That's real. Like the minute you start asserting who you are in your personality and start other and other people start acting funny style to you is because they like you exactly how you were. It was convenient for them to act, have you be the way you were, even though that was running you into a ground. So that's, that's how I felt. And I had to shake things up and I'm better off for it. <laughs> You're damn right. I like that. That's yeah. kind of why we're talking right now. Cause I'm, you know, I'm in the same boat you are. Exactly. Like, Sometimes yeah. you, got, you got to flip tables over, man. Seriously. <laughs> you have, everybody has to have their Kanye moment. I had a few of them. So. <laughs> 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 uh, what, what are you listening to right now? Besides, besides yourself. Because uh, I, was, I was like that DMX line. It says he, he listens to nothing but himself. Yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not that vainglorious, but I'm, pretty, I'm, 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 up there. I'm up there. I've been listening to a lot of my new stuff um, because I've, I've been mixing and mastering it and getting it done. But um, besides that, I've, I've been out of the realm of hip hop, to be honest with you. I've been like the stuff I've been listening to is more like. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be hip hop related. It could be it could be anything. Yeah, just like just ambient, atmospheric. A lot of uh, Alina Boris and Gallimatius, um Ebayi, which is this cool French Cuban group out of like uh, Europe. They're dope. Um, just been in that kind of mode and that, that kind of vibe recently. Um, Joey Badass, his song Devastated is like yeah. right now. Uh, you know, New York rap is really making a comeback. I was like, you got, you guys keep doing that shit. I'm gonna move back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I was going crazy when All the Way Up came out the Fat Joe record. I was like losing my mind. I was in, I was driving down like some city, some street in in San Francisco, and that song came on. And I was, I literally was losing my shit. Like if the cops pulled me over, they would have good reason to, because it was crazy. <laughs> but yes. No, oh, hats, a, hats off to Fat Joe though, man. He's, st- yeah. he's still doing it. He's been in the game for what, like, yeah, is, is yeah. it 20, is it 20 years now? More, more, way more. Like he's been since DITC in like it's 1992. Been a, like in a long time. He's been around for a minute. I, I had the pleasure and, and the privilege of being around like Terror Squad back in the, the heyday, like in the days of Big Pun and all that because I was an intern, right? And I used to be in like studio sessions and like trying to get a deal. So I used to go to studio sessions where Fat Joe and the rest of Terror Squad were recording. I've, I've seen Big Pun record his verses and like, you know what I'm saying? I was, I was able to see all that, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, I, I was able to spit a couple of verses for Fat Joe and he gave me props for it and, you know, called me a pretty boy Dominican dude. And I was like, okay, I'm with that. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I'll take that title. You know what I'm saying? I've opened it. I've, I've opened up for him a couple of times. So like, anytime he comes out with a fire, brand new record that wakes the city up and is gets national acclaim, I kind of like, I kind of root for it. <laughs> you there you go. You always got to root for the home team. Yeah, exactly. And then you know what I'm saying? Like he's had issues with Jay Z forever, and the fact that they now Jay Z's on the remix to like one of the hottest records in the country, and it's both of them. That kind of like a full circle moment. You know what I mean? So you know, salute to New York for. From finally doing what the fuck we need to be doing as New Yorkers and just kind of building and getting together on some shit. And, you know, why not? <laughs> hey, hey the, the world is funny like that. <laughs> Somebody can be your worst enemy the second, be your best friend the next. Exactly. Uh, you know, we all grow up as people and things change. So it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely good to see that. Yeah, they're grown men. You know what I'm saying? They're grown-ass men. And, you know, whatever issues they had in the past is like, that's water on the bridge. Let's get together. Let's make this money. Let's make history. I'm all about that. I'm all about pushing the envelope and making things, doing, you know, like, you know, epic dope shit. That's that's kind of like a, a, another mantra of mine, like epic dope shit. That's what I want to do from now on. And everything I, I'm involved with has to be on that level. It can't be half-assed. That's true. I mean, I mean, honestly, at this point, I feel I feel like Kevin Garnett. Anything is possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you just got to try. Exactly. exactly. Uh, <laughs> did, you, did you have any thoughts or feelings? Do you watch basketball at all? Not much. Okay, I was wondering if you had any thoughts and feelings on on uh, on the finals. I know you're you're a Bay Area transport, but I'm I'm still hurting from the loss myself. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I watched my brothers play basketball for years, and I've completely tuned out. I'll, I'll watch the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm in the Bay Area, you have to watch the Warriors. Like you have to. So it was. You know, it was. They got they got it last year, and I enjoyed the shit out of it last year. I was. I was into some things last year when they won. I was getting crazy with it. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. You can't win them all. And um, they're going to they're gonna come back from it. They're going to learn from the experience of it. It doesn't take away from Curry's uh, ability as a player or anybody on that team, you know. They had the best record in the fucking league. Like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, that's true. I mean, they'll, they'll still be light-skinned sensations next year. Um... <laughs> that's it. Light skin sensations, though. I, that's it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm about to put it on a t-shirt for myself, personally. But word. You know, LeBron's a crybaby. We all know that. It is what it is. You know. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, any yeah. shout outs you want to give? Um, shout outs. Shout outs. I hate giving shout outs because if I miss somebody, people get in their feelings. That's the best part. That's a is the best part. And I'm like, damn, you shout out 27 people. You didn't mention me. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So if I get into the shout-out shit, like, everybody's going to get fucking upset and, like, whatever. I'm like, shout-out everybody. Shout-out, you know what I'm saying? I'm shout-out institutions. ROTC, you know what I'm saying? Return of the Cypher is one of uh, the livest, if not the livest, hip-hop weekly in San Francisco. So everybody who's in the Bay Area who's a rapper, if you haven't been there, go there. Everybody who you probably interviewed has been there at least once. You know what I mean? So I'll shout-out ROTC. Shout out Universal Zulu Nation, All Tribes Chapter. Um, you know, uh, shout out the Bay Area in general, you know what I'm saying, for giving me much love. Shout out to Oakland, because I've been going to Oakland a lot recently, and y'all yeah, been showing me nothing but love, just nothing but love and gratitude and graciousness. And you know what I'm saying? I, I rock with y'all all day. Shout out to, uh, you know, family, friends. Y'all know who you are. You know what I'm saying? We just gonna Hell keep... yeah. That's how you do it right there. That <laughs> yeah, is I'm how being, you do I'm it. Being a hella general right now. <laughs> <laughs> if I get into specifics, people get in the I I don't I don't need the phone calls or the text like yo. <laughs> Thanks for not shouting me out. 
hey, you know who you are. You're the best. You're important. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? If, 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 I, if I call you on a daily or, or bi-daily basis, you good. <laughs> <laughs> you straight. If you hear from me at least once a week, you should be, you're in a good book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously. So. I, I hear you. I hear you, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Everywhere. Um, so, yeah. Soundcloud.com backslash unlearn the world. We're going to have the unlearn the world.com website coming back soon. The new golden era mixtape will be out first week of August. We're doing the, the release party July 31st at the Boom Boom Room in San Francisco. Uh, we got a lot of videos coming out. Um, it's going to be ridiculous in August. I have a lot of videos coming out. I'm putting together a, a video premiere party. Be on the lookout for that. A hookah and hip hop party. Be on the lookout for that. I'm doing a show with the Artifacts and Ed OG in Oakland, July 21st. Um, doing a couple of cypher filmings, July 22nd, 23rd out here uh, in uh, the Bay Area. Chicago, July 16th. Seattle in August. I, I'm I'm all over the place right now. So just be on the lookout for all of that. Salute to everybody who supports and, and, and understands the movement, who gets it. Um yeah, we just out here working. <laughs> I hear that, man. Thanks again for coming on the show. Uh follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, rate and review the show wherever you get it. We're also on Google Play. Visit us at allpodcastmatter.com. Two up, two down. Yep. Thank you, sir. Can't let my opportunities pass by I'm a rapper that can stand and fly At the same time, bear witness to a great mind Now it's time to drink the wine of what you heard through the grapevine My life is a movie, I don't make vines To tell the brother's story, it'll take time My fame lasts longer than 15 minutes Cause the 16's wicked when this MC spit it Mama, this is like a week of kick it to the goal So fuck with a nigga cause I kick it from the soul The kind of vibe, the bump in your stereo Heavy rotation all day like a merry-go-round I get down, built for the struggle My skin is brown, pops wasn't around Wash Heights, New York, Uptown, where hip-hop was born So when I drop a song, it's... My mom used to ask me, what did you learn today? I was taught money makes the world go around. Mama, what did you earn today? I don't remember. It must be the weed in the blood that I burned today. All of this hatred and greed on the earth, man, it's hard not to turn away. This bullshit-ass job is working my nerves today. I want a bird away. I say that to say I'm going to fly off. Getting food for thought. Let a nigga add hot sauce. When it pops off, I'm going to ride off. Something with the paint so wet it looks like it never dries off. Used to cry, but the tears got wiped off. Full-time career, no weekends or nights off. Feeling like I'm nailed to a Christ cross. Time to the dark, my heart was a light source.